Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the podcast. And today, I'm going to go my review of AEW's Dynamite. Starting off the evening, we're going to go to our first match of the night. It is John Moxley versus the Commander. I thought it was a good match. Back and forth matchup between Moxley and the Commander with Moxley keeping the pace of the match. Moxley and Commander then both exchange in the middle of the ring with Moxley hitting a pile driver on the Commander. And then Moxley ultimately applies a submission hold on the Commander. And your winner of the match by submission is John Moxley. Hats off to John Moxley for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we have the Elite backstage. Well, the Young Bucks backstage. They were approached by FTR. FTR is wondering why they didn't shake their hands after their match in All In. Then they were interrupted by Bullet Club Gold. And it looks like we're going to get Bullet Club Gold versus FTR and the Young Bucks at All Out. I'm all for this matchup, man. I think this match is going to be very exciting uh, at All Out, man. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Moving on from that, we have a Chris Jericho segment. Jericho walks down to the ring. He talks about All In. Jericho then talks about Guevara. Guevara is here. Jericho then says he likes... Says he pushed Guevara because Jericho was frustrated. Jericho then applies, uh, apologizes to Guevara for what he did at All In. Jericho then says Guevara didn't do enough to help him in his match against Osprey. Jericho and Guevara then both mock each other. Guevara and Jericho then get face-to-face. But Jericho tells Guevara that he wants to go after the AEW Tag Team titles. Moving on from that, we have Eddie Kingston defending the New Japan Strong Openweight Championship against Wheeler Yuta. I thought it was a good match, back and forth matchup between Kingston and Yuta, with Yuta keeping the pace of the match. Kingston then hits an enziguri on Yuta, but Kingston ultimately hits the finish on Yuta, pins for the three, and your winner of the match, and still New Japan, the NG, New Japan Pro Wrestling Openweight Champion is Eddie Kingston. Hats off to Eddie Kingston for getting the win in that match and retaining the New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Openweight Championship. Moving on from that, MJF announces that himself and Cole will defend the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles at All Out. He also stated that there will be a tournament uh, that will, the number one contender for the uh, AEW World Championship, the finals of that I believe will be at Arthur Ashe Stadium to challenge uh, MJF for the World Heavyweight Championship. Moving on from that, we have an Adam Cole segment as well. Cole talks about his match at All In and how much it meant to him in his career. Cole then talks about becoming the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions with his best friend MJF. After he says that, Roderick Strong and the Kingdom come down to the ring. Strong then mocks MJF. Mike Bennett then grabs a microphone and talks about uh, Ring of Honor in his past with Adam Cole. Kingdom then mocks Cole. Taven then grabs a microphone and says Cole is a fraud. Cole then says MJF is his best friend. And then Strong grabs a microphone and says that he is entering the tournament to hopefully... Hopefully challenge MJF for the World Heavyweight Championship. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is Chris Statlander teaming up with Britt Baker and Sheeta versus Nyla Rose, Marina Shafir, and Emi Sakura. I thought it was an okay matchup. Back and forth matchup between both teams with Statlander, Baker, and Sheeta keeping the pace of the match. And Statlander ultimately hits the finish, pins for the three. And your winners of the match are Chris Statlander, Britt Baker, and Sheeta. After the match, Ruby Soho comes down to the ring to attack Chris Statlander, which sets up a match between Statlander and Ruby Soho at AEW's All Out this weekend for the TBS Championship. Moving on from that, there was another announcement that Samoa Joe will be defending the Ring of Honor TV title against Shane Taylor at All Out as well. Moving on from that, we have an acclaimed segment. Billy Gunn talks about All In. The acclaimed then talk about winning the Trios Championships over the House of Black. 
Acclaim then introduced new trios championships, and that the Acclaim will be defending those belts this weekend at Collision. Definitely looking forward to that. And it looks like they're going to face off against Matt Menard, Angelo Parker, and I believe it was Daniel Garcia, if I'm not mistaken. So definitely looking forward to that match uh, this weekend on Collision. And then we get into the main event. It is Orange Cassidy defending the International Championship against Penta, and the winner will go on to face John Moxley at All Out. Uh, the match itself was a really good matchup. Back and forth matchup between Cassidy and Penta, with Cassidy keeping the pace of the match. Cassidy ultimately hits a roll-up on Penta, pins for the three, and your winner of the match, and still International Champion, is Orange Cassidy. After the match, Orange Cassidy cuts a promo on John Moxley, pretty much hyping up their match at All Out. Couple of things I want to say about Dynamite, man. Uh, number one, before I even, you know what? Before I even touch base on the whole Dynamite situation, I do want to talk about a little bit about the whole situation between CM Punk and Jack Perry, and how it kind of related to Dynamite and how it might relate to All Out. There has been a lot of stuff being said and been going on between CM Punk and Jack Perry and Tony Khan in this whole situation. Um, I don't know if you guys had watched All In. I'm ho- hopefully y'all did. It was a great event. Um, but if you guys watched the Zero Hour show before um, All In actually you know, took off with the main card, John, uh, Jack Perry had a match against Hook for the FTW Championship. Um, during that match, there was a limousine that pulled up. Uh, it, was, it was a part of Jack Perry's entrance, but the uh, limo pulled up with Jack Perry, and it was used in the match against uh, Jack Perry and Hook. Uh, Jack Perry then, you know, told the cameraman to, you know, got his attention and made a comment about uh, pertaining to the glass that was in the limousine. Um, this was kind of a dig towards CM Punk because I believe it was Collision a week or two ago uh, before All In that uh, there was a spot that Jack Perry wanted to use real actual glass during his match. I believe it was against Hook. And it uh, looks like he got it approved from upper management, but CM Punk was not for it. And it looked like CM Punk kind of wanted Jack Perry to take his advice on that situation, and Jack Perry pretty much refused to do so. Um, after Jack Perry made a comment, uh, during his match against Hook at All In Zero Hour, uh, Perry made his, you know, way back to the backstage area, the gorilla area, and, uh, he was approached by CM Punk, CM Punk was, you know, they were trading words back and forth, and supposedly CM Punk had choked out Jack Perry backstage, which also led to, for what I understand, both CM Punk and Jack Perry being suspended, we don't know for how long, we don't know if you know it was a pay cut, something like that, but we do, from what I understand, they were suspended. Um, I don't know how long the suspension's for, I don't even know if CM Punk will make All Out. The reason why I'm saying this is because I feel like it kind of related to last night's Dynamite, and it possibly will relate into All Out. A lot of people were upset um, who purchased tickets for All Out because a lot of people wanted to see CM Punk. It's in Chicago, it's his hometown. And there might be a chance that he might not be at All Out. To be honest with you, do I think Punk might be at All Out? I think it's a possibility. Um, I, I think, if anything, I think Tony Khan will wait um, to suspend CM Punk after All Out. Um, because it seems like a lot of people are really, really irate about the possibility of missing CM Punk in Chicago for All Out. Um, again, both possibly will have suspensions. And I think it kind of related to this card, you know, for Dynamite last night. This card last night was horrific, man. Um, I know there were situations where some talent were sick. Soraya, I heard, was uh, ill as well as Swerve. Also came down with illnesses after All In. Um, And then travel issues for a lot of the other superstars, especially coming back, you know, from... I think it was something about Florida with the hurricane and stuff like that, or just travel alone. 
uh, from the hurricane right now that kind of affected people's travels to uh, Chicago for last night's episode of Dynamite. But it showed, man. This show was not that great. Uh, the build to dot, uh, to All Out was absolutely horrendous, man. I mean, you know, and, and I made this comment when I did my review of All In. You know, this is the kind of the playoff, playoff, the pay-per-view format uh, that Tony Khan wants to do for the foreseeable future when it pertains to All In and All Out. He kind of wants them to be back-to-back where you have, you know, All In and then, you know, Labor Day weekend you have All Out, you know, right behind All In. Um and again, you know, I, I told everybody this in the beginning too, a couple of weeks ago, man, and even a month or two ago, that AEW's pay-per-views and the stuff they're going to be doing in the foreseeable future is going to start ramping up. I mean, you have All In that just happened, which sold 81,000 seats, and then you have, you know, literally a week later, Sunday to Sunday, you have All Out, and then we have a little bit of a break, and then Tony Khan introduced a new pay-per-view, which pays tribute to the late, great Antonio Inoki. And that pay-per-view was known as Wrestle Dream, which will take place in Seattle, Washington, October 1st. So pay-per-views are going to be lining up here for AEW. You also have Full Gear as well. I believe that's November 18th on a Saturday in uh, L.A. So these pay-per-views are going to start ramping up, man. And hopefully we can get more build, better quality matches, and we can figure out really what the hell is going on backstage right now. Because, you know, and and I mentioned this about Punk too, man. I know there's a lot of people out there that you know are Punk elitists that are you know super fans of Punk. And I made you know this comment multiple times when it pertains to CM Punk, especially when he was returning to AEW and being a part of Collision. And I made this you know comment about you know is the juice worth the squeeze? Is it worth bringing CM Punk back after everything that happened at the All Out Brawl, uh, which required them to be suspended? You know both the Elite and CM Punk to be suspended and everything else like that. Uh, is was it worth bringing CM Punk back? And as of late, man, I I don't really think it's worth having him back in AEW. Me personally, if CM, you know, there was even rumors that CM Punk told Tony, you know, Tony Khan and Punk had words, um, and Punk was kind of chewing out Tony Khan. He also told Tony Khan that he wants to quit, that he hates, you know, being in AEW. If that's the case, man, there's the door. To be honest with y'all, I mean, I know that's a hot take, but there's the door. See you later. If you guys, I mean, that's that's the thing that I don't understand. If you don't want to be there, then go. Now, I'm not taking anything away from Tony Khan either. I think Tony Khan. I mentioned this multiple times in the past especially when it pertains to CM Punk issues, that Tony Khan needs to be a boss and not be a super fan. And I think that kind of cripples AEW and the morale and the stigma around AEW. And, you know, this it, it's not just about AEW as a whole. I mean, this is also about free agents that are out there right now that are looking to sign with whether it's WWE or Impact Wrestling or AEW. I mean, you guys, you have guys like Goldberg. I know a lot of people were talking about Edge. I know Mercedes Monet was in the crowd at All In. And a lot of people want Mercedes to come in to be a part of AEW. But right now, I mean, both sides of the locker room, whether it's the men's or the women's locker room, are in shambles right now. You know, and honestly, I mean, my thing is this. Let's say we take CM Punk out of the picture. Because a lot of the situations seem like they have CM Punk involved in that situation. And honestly, for what it's worth, I think CM Punk causes his own BS. With a lot of these incidents, man, because he wants a lot of these younger talents to listen to what he's saying and do what he said, and it, they're not required to do so. You know, they can listen to what he has to say, but it, at the end of the day, they don't have to do exactly what he's saying. Yes, he's a veteran, but yes, he's another signed talent, and I don't think Punk is in any kind of condition to be a AEW locker room leader right now. I just because nobody wants to follow in the footsteps of CM Punk, man. It's just a bad environment with Punk involved in it right now, to be honest with you. And 
when he came in, you know, back to Collision and whatever, when Collision was created, I'm like, you know what, maybe this might be a good idea that he's away from the Elite. There won't be any issues between him and the Elite and yada, yada, yada. But now it's CM Punk and Jack Perry. There was even rumors about CM Punk having words with Miro and back and forth, which I, to me, honestly, the whole Miro-CM Punk thing, I, I truly believe that was, whole, that was just false. Uh, but the Jack Perry thing is a really serious thing going on right now, and a lot of times, more times than not, there's always some kind of backstage issue in AEW. And honestly, what's really jacked up, and this is one thing I do feel bad, for, you know, when it pertains to Tony Khan, is that you put together the biggest event all year, the biggest event in AEW history, the biggest event almost in wrestling history with All In and having almost 82,000 seats sold for a pay-per-view. And it was a great event, but after that event's all done, it's all said and done, everybody is still talking about what happened between Jack Perry and CM Punk. And it took away a lot of things from what happened on All In. You know, with MJF defending the belt, the belt against Adam Cole and that storyline that was probably the best storyline that AEW has put together over the past, you know, what, six, seven months. So, I mean... It just takes away from, you know, the other wrestlers that were on that card that were having phenomenal matches, and now it's everything is about CM Punk and Jack Perry because it's the hot topic right now. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody wants to know what the hell is going on between Tony Khan, Punk, and Jack Perry. You know, it just, it's just it's a damn shame, man. It really is. But all in all, I mean, Dynamite last night, was it a solid card? Absolutely not. You know, I know there were some travel issues. I know some people were dealing with some illness, and I understand that, but... Dynamite last night was awful. I think the best part of the show, honestly, last night was Orange Cassidy cutting that promo on John Moxley after the match he had with Penta. And to be honest with you, that's about it, to be honest with you, man. I mean, I don't think it was that strong of a card last night. I don't think the go-home show was that good. There's really no build, really, leading up to these matches, leading up to All Out. And to be honest with you, I think All Out is two things about All Out. Number one, it's just a high-profile Dynamite, the way it's being booked. And I think the drama between CM Punk and Tony Khan and the backstage morale right now is taking a lot away from All Out. Because I think a lot of people are just solely invested on what the hell is going on with CM Punk and Jack Perry and Tony Khan. And I think that alone is taking away a little bit of hype, even though it didn't have that much hype, but taking a lot of hype away from All Out and definitely took the hype away a little bit from All In, which is an absolute damn shame, if you honestly ask me. But... Um, again, man, you know, I'm going to try to update you guys as much as I possibly can about this whole CM Punk and Jack Perry situation. Um, I don't have any more details of it right now, but I will let you guys, I'll stay and, you know, let you guys know what's going on and keep you guys informed. But, uh, it's just crazy, man. It really is crazy. And, you know, my final thoughts on CM Punk, despite, you know, what else comes out with this situation, you know, if he can't get his act together, man, I think he needs to go. You know, I understand from a business standpoint, you know, it brings more eyes on the product and everything else like that. But again, man, a lot of people are getting frustrated and they're starting to get pissed off and everything else like that when it pertains to this whole CM Punk issue, including myself, because it's like, you know, how many more chances can Tony Khan really give this man? He gave him his own show. He put him back on TV. He's making his money. I feel like at this point, Tony can uh, Tony can Tony Khan's hands are tied at this point. I mean, there's really nothing else I truly believe that this man can do to help CM Punk. And maybe this is something where it's just a harsh reality and, you know, a reality check to realize that maybe Tony Khan made a bad decision on bringing CM Punk back into professional wrestling because right now it's just not doing AEW any justice right now. It's actually crippling the company more than it's actually making the company better. But, 
Um, with that being said, this is my review of AEW's Dynamite. I hope you guys are out there staying safe. Be careful, and remember, stay classic. Peace.